Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Break Starter Podcast. Sean Filson, Zach Taylor here with you today. Zachary, how are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, update on that project, if anyone cared since my last update last week. I am almost done. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. So, pretty excited about that. Have my yearly review. I guess it's not even like my personal review. We had a little company review today. Pretty solid. Got a free breakfast. Got some waffles. Little eggs. Little eggs. Got some coffee. Not too bad. I'm still trying to still trying to ramp up my coffee consumption to the Mike Filson level. Um, oh my gosh. I hear he's up to about 100, 100 ounces per day. Something like that. Um, Stupid. I hear it's unhealthy, but um, I mean, he, he's kind of a tank. So, kind of. Maybe 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 it made me a tank, you know. You never know. What about He's you? He's also got a couple inches <laughs> on you, a couple pounds. Well, I mean, I'm thinking like ratio wise. Like if you think like ounces per pound, you know, I got to at least get to maybe like four ounces or something. <laughs> uh, what, what about you? Are, you? are you ramping up your coffee consumption, trying to catch up to that? Or not really? No. no. <laughs> what about you, Sean? How no. how's your day so far? It's been okay. Not great. A little upset about fantasy football, but you know, it's okay. Um, we're done for the season. Well, we are. Yeah, we no. are. We uh, basically the league <laughs> should be done for the season. Uh, I got cheated out of a playoff no, spot. No, you didn't get cheated. You... Somebody put witchcraft on my uh, on he... my player and he got injured. He so, uh, you know, we're rooting against that guy. It was it was a rebuttal witchcraft from Sean changing his name to. Would you would you make it witchcraft works right or something like yeah. that? Yeah, but that was for my team to do good, <laughs> and then he just goes and he's like, "I hope his team does bad." And then my guys <laughs> got injured. Not not like trying to bring up his team. If he was trying to bring up his team, fine, fine, that's great. That's what I was doing. I was like, you know, let let me let my team do good, and then you know, some of them did good, some of them didn't. Um, and then he goes and he's like. I'm going to get a voodoo doll and I'm going to use it on his guys and I'm going to make sure they get hurt. Jalen Waddle um, gone. Ramondre gone. Injured. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're hoping, you know, if the Seahawks miss their next game and have to forfeit, sorry, that sucks. <laughs> oh my God. His, his team. Is that would be, Seahawks. that would be his entire team. It would. Gone. There'd be a lot of zeros. Um, also screw the Seahawks for being down 13 points, trying to go for, Two touchdowns in less than two minutes. I'd try. It, you're not playing against the Raiders. Calm down. You're not going to get an interception in two seconds. When they they scored with like 14 seconds left. Like, it's not going to happen. It, it was a morale touchdown, but it really helped well. I'll say 11 that. points. So no. so does do the Seahawks get added to your, your no bet list? I know, I know for a fact Terrence Ross is on there. Terrence Ross and the Magic have to be on that list. Um. Seahawks on there now? Julius Randle's on that list just because Oof. I hate watching him. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, the Seahawks, I'll never bet on them. Like, unless they're, they're unless it's DK. If it's DK... No, nah, they're he, an irrelevant franchise to me, honestly. DK gets an asterisk. Like, DK a baller. Also, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I would never... I wouldn't bet on him anyways, but like... Did you see his hit? The hit he got? Mm-mm. So he got... Almost, honestly, it looked like a little pile drive into the ground. And... Basically, like, kind of like jammed his neck in the ground, and he was he kind of was like frozen, like how Tua was for a second there. A hundred percent was unconscious. He didn't have the 
the creepy hands, or at least from what I saw. Um, but definitely, definitely scary. Especially like afterwards, they go and show him without his helmet on. And get this, bro. He, he takes his helmet off, and he has like this like bulge on his head. They ended up calling it as like a hematoma, which is just like, you know, kind of a doctor, but uh, like a busted blood vessel. But for a second there, it looked like he had a giant just like golf ball sitting on the side of his head after taking a head, a head injury. It, w- it was definitely scary hours there for a second. Yeah, that's rough. Um, but let's jump right into our topic for today. So <laughs> Sean picked a great topic, and then we didn't talk about it for two days, kind of as we kind of usually do. We kind of just pick a topic, have separate time to kind of figure out what we do, and then usually we don't even talk about it until we sit down and or unless there's something involved in creating it, kind of like, oh, like, what did you do here? I kind of got stuck. Um and then Sean and I sit down for the topic, and other than sh- other than like half of a pick here and there, me and Sean picked three of the exact same teams for this. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to call this, they got to have this. Um, and me and Sean picked the exact same three teams. Uh, but basically what we're going to do to kind of flow into it and not kind of repeat ourselves because we were somehow similarly aligned in our thinking Um We're going to do a playoff team that is either one player away or one thing that they're going to have to do uh, to really take that next level to be a true, true contender. And I mean, would you say a good chance to win the finals if they, if they achieve adding or changing this final thing? Um, I mean, one of the teams we have on here is is one of the top two projected teams to win. Um, So yeah, I, I, Besides one of them, I think one of them is still a year away. Mm-hmm. But if they do get that piece, it's like, yeah, it's it's coming it's along. It's time to go. It's time yeah. to go. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, Sean and I are going to do the Boston Celtics. Sean, do you have the give some standings records, some kind of stats for us? So Boston Celtics, obviously, they are uh, in first place in the Eastern Conference. They actually have the best record in the league right now. They're Oof. twenty-one and seven um, on a two-game losing streak right now, though. So um, yeah. we can probably tell why, and it's probably going to come up in two seconds. Um, so um, lay away. So it's definitely going to be hard to say this team just needs something when they're the top of the the entire league. Um, I just that's kind of like cut and dry. That's the chalk, if you'd like to say. Um, but we're going to do it. Uh, the East is absolutely packed with strong, versatile, and just laboring big men. Uh, we got Giannis and Brooke on the Bucks, Joel Embiid. Don't forget Bobby Portis. I, I almost put him on there, and I was like, you know, I'm going to stick to the bigger <laughs> guys. Uh, Joel Embiid. We got Claxton and Kevin Durant. Obviously, not that one of those is ver- versatile, and one of those is a big man. Uh, uh, he doesn't get an adjective. Um, then we have Mobley and Jared Allen. We got John Collins and Clint Capella, Miles Turner, Isaiah Jackson, and the sneaky and looking good Jalen Smith. Um, and even teams that aren't even in the playoffs. We got Bam Adebayo, Nikola Vucevic, and even Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. I mean, it's going to take a very, very strong front court to succeed in the East this season. And not to say that it hasn't been previously, but like, when you even start to dig in these teams that aren't even in the playoffs and you look at their depth uh, from their front court, it's going to be really, really hard to succeed without a good big man or depth. 
Um, so what, what, what do you think are some names that this team needs, Sean? Or like, what are you on the same like thought process for that? Or so I, the whole reason this is coming up is because one of their guys, their starting center, Rob, uh, Robert Williams, he just gets injured so often. Like he's always out with an injury, just mm-hmm. nagging injuries, whatever. Al Horford's getting up there in age, what, 35, 36. Um, Still a great player at the way he's playing, but he's going to need rest days. And he's been out for, I think he's out for like two weeks right now. Grant Williams and Blake Griffin. Grant Williams, very good player at the end of his contract right now. So it's not looking great to re-sign him just because it's there. What they're paying right now is already high. Mm Mm-hmm. You're probably going to end up losing Grant Williams after this year. Blake Griffin is probably just a one-year guy. You know, he's he's at that point where he's trying to win a ring. Just, just hopefully you tag go onto a roster. A yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think that they need a spot starter big just because the, with the, like, regu- the way I'm looking at it is, like, they need a regular season big. Like, okay. Not somebody that you... I think that's actually like, a really, really good description. Yeah, not somebody that you are forced to play in the playoffs. Like Blake Griffin, not going to play in the playoffs unless he absolutely has to. Mm-hmm. But these players could find minutes in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but you don't feel like you have to like push them in there if all your guys are healthy. Mm-hmm. And a couple of names that came to my mind, they're younger guys. They fit kind of along the timeline of... Um, your two stars with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, that sounded weird when you said Jalen Brown first. Jay, I was like, J.J. It sounded uh, really weird yeah. having Jalen Brown first. I was uh, like, wait, did you say his name right? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to say Jalen Tatum and Jason Brown. That would have been bad. Um, but the guys that I'm bringing up are Mo Wagner, the older brother, Um He's been on multiple rosters. He started on the Lakers, went to the Wizards. Now he's on the Magic with his brother. Um, he's a name that I think they could get. Mo Bamba is another one that could be available, but he has a higher salary, so I didn't want to put him in there. Um, Daniel Gafford, another name for a team that's not high up in the standings, not trying to win. They also have Kristaps over on the Wizards, so he's not integral to the team. Um, and then Chris Boucher. Where the, I think Chris Boucher is that perfect yeah. regular season big man. That's a, that's a great call. Um, he's playing for the Raptors. I don't think anybody foresaw them being under 500 at this point in the season, but they are. Um, whether that's due to Pascal being injured, not good roster construction, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Scotty. Um, Scotty has not been playing <laughs> um, But Chris Boucher is somebody that I think could be available at the right price. It just depends what the Celtics are willing to give up to get a guy that they might just use for the regular season. Yeah, he he might just straight up be a guy that you're just kind of. Um, I, I've heard the term and I heard it more in uh, fantasy football. is It's called a jag, literally just a guy. I love that term. That it's so prevalent in like the NBA, and I feel like the NBA. Uh, I mean, you can remember. I, I don't know if I've really heard that term that much being called a jag. Um, but I really, really like it. Um, is that what they call Jacksonville? Just, a, just, just a bunch of goobers. Hey, big win. 
That, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. We look kind of good. good. I, side topic, side topic, side topic. We don't need to go there. Um, but yeah, I agree. Having depth at, at this uh, big position, not even just center, is going to be huge for this run, especially when, like, if you go up 3-0, don't even play Al Horford. Like, let him play, like, 12 minutes first quarter. Y'all get a slight lead and just see if you can get that free win. You get up 3-1, you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things where it's like, you want to get out of there, but, like, you're not trying to play uh, – you're not trying to, like, pound out four games against the Pacers or something. You know what I mean? Especially when you know you can beat them. So I 100% agree. Um, when Robert Williams uh, was out of the lineup during the stretch last season, Al Horford had to play out of his mind to kind of really fill in for that. Um, so I had similar options. Uh, I have Jakob Pertl. He's an expiring $9 million. Kind of interested in that. Maybe you can do – I think that's pretty attainable. I expiring $9 million. Um Maybe even Grant Williams is in that deal. I'm okay with that. I'm just saying. Um, I had Mo Bamba as well. I do believe his contract's a little too high, but um, could be something where, like, if you truly do think that you can develop him, I could see it as like an investment to try and get a guy like that. Um, as well as Biombo, a perfect example of what you're talking about—a regular season big, uh, expiring deal, two point nine million. Obviously, the Suns are also in contention, so you may not be able to get him from them, but um, definitely a perfect example of a regular season big. Um, let's go into our second team. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers, Sean. All right. So Cleveland Cavaliers, not too far off from the Boston Celtics. They are four games back of first place. And so they're third um, behind the Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they're at 17 and 11. And they are currently on a one game losing streak. They're five and five in their last 10. Mm-hmm. So not great, but Donovan Mitchell has been out for a while. Evan Mobley has looked incredible during this stretch. I'm curious, like, what is their what is their home record? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. At off. home, they're twelve and two. I knew they were nasty. I didn't think it was that good. Okay, continue. So the top three teams in the East: Celtics are eleven and two at home. Bucks are twelve and three, and then Cavs are twelve and two. So they have the best home record. They're tied with the Grizzlies for the best home record in the entire league Perfect. and Golden State. Sorry. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I think that they are the team that earlier I was like, I don't know if they're like, this piece is just jetted, like jetting them into contention this year. Mm -hmm. I think they still want one more year just for everybody to be like perfectly online and just be like, you know, we could lose in the first round, but next year we could be in the finals. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that is far off like do i think they're gonna win the first round matchup this year you'd assume so i mean they have three guys that I have been have all to. stars i think they have to well see like if they're I, home before scene? the season we weren't we were saying like maybe they make play in i i was looking at my notes earlier or mm. earlier this week and we had them in like the play in tier mm. we had them like play in maybe they win the first round like maybe they get or maybe they upset somebody first round they're already outplaying that. I mean, in 17 and 11, they're ahead of the Nets, 76ers, Hawks, Raptors, Heat. I mean, a team that was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And, I mean, they're already ahead of schedule. But you want to, you wanna like, get it going, but you don't want to jump too far ahead. I agree. Yeah, and th- this guard duo is incredible. Probably... I mean, you know I love Spida. Darius Garland, 
was my crush all last season. So I, I, you know, I love watching them. This is, would you say this is one of your favorite front courts? Mobley with Jared Allen, or is it just Jared Allen? You don't really like care that much about. I mean, I know in the 2019 draft, Darius Garland's draft, he was my guy. Jared Allen. No, Darius Garland. Oh yeah. And then Evan Mobley was like my guy in his draft. Mm -hmm. And so like just those two are enough for me Mm -hmm. to say like, they're easy. Like, obviously I have feelings for the bucks just because I talk to you all the time. Um, but the Cavs are, I have three teams favorited in on ESPN. OKC, Milwaukee, and Cleveland. It used to be all 30. Yeah, it used to be all of them. <laughs> that boy but finally cut down the notifications. When I when I wanted to get down to where it was like, these are the teams I really care about. Mm. Like, my team, your team, obviously. And then Cleveland, because I love Mobley. Like, mm. Mobley is, like, I wanted him so bad in that draft, but Anyways, they are, I think they're just one piece away. Right. And and to add on to kind of how, what we were talking about for the Celtics, like I think they have pretty good front court depth. Um, Kevin Love has looked incredible. Uh, Robin Lopez, always going to be consistent. Always, you know exactly what you're going to get with him. And then, I mean, you, you know we got a little soft spot for little Mama D. Mama D. D. Kite. You know, his minutes are special to us. Yeah, um, he, he might not be good, but he's special. he's good to us. Yeah, yeah. So what what do you think they what do you think they need to add? Uh, so when I'm looking at it, they're bit. I mean, you look at their starting lineup. They have a guy that should have won Rookie of the Year, and then three All Stars. And that one spot, that starting small forward spot, is where you're just. It's not enough for you. Mm-hmm. Like they. They have started Karis LeVert in a few of those. Mm-hmm. They've started, actually, they haven't started Chetty Osman, but Chetty Osman is one of those. There's like, some weird dudes starting. Lamar Stevens. Yeah. I thought it was like Peterman or something. Yeah. Um, something weird. Yeah. So Lamar Stevens, preseason, we were expecting it to be Isaac Okoro, you know, just straight defense in the front court. Um, Bro, he's dead. And he, then he's a jag. Okoro is a jag. He, I mean, he's played every single one of their games so far. There's only two players that have played, or three players that have played 28 games, all of their games. Mobley, Chetty Osman, and Isaac Okoro. So Chetty's the real dog out of those, huh? (laughs) Chetty is very good. And then Dean Wade was another one that spot started at that uh, three spot. So they have talent in that spot, but I think getting a guy that you can count on both ways i think it needs to be more of a perimeter guy and i don't want to just put a straight offensive guy in that spot or a straight defensive guy because you have those on the roster already you have karis levert who is basically strictly offense Mm -hmm. that you can just put in to get a bucket not to mention your two guards that could drop 50 yeah (laughs) and then you have isaac okoro who everybody says just defense i think you need to go after a big wing or a two-way wing that can handle the defense like handle the point guard that's coming down but could also switch off and keep your lineup to where you are completely versatile defensively and could switch onto a big mm-hmm. like a scotty bar no i'm just kidding uh, yeah, I mean, just, a, just a little guy like that um are you thinking in that same respect to where it's like you need that three 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think what I referred to it as in my notes was a point of attack defender. I think they're perfectly fine on offense. And I truly do think that their bigs are strong defensively. I mean, Jared on his entire game is built on it. Mobley, I mean, we already we were talking about him possibly being defense player of the year this year. Um, but if he can, and again, doesn't need to handle the ball, but in, in my thing, like, and I'm going to read part of my notes I have where it was like, Lavert has been like insane in his sparks uh, when he when he's brought off the bench, and I just want to give him that. I truly do. Like I don't know if his scoring means very much, if not anything, to me in that offensive lineup. I would much rather. I would feel much more comfortable if he led and playmaked. Playmaked was the was the playmaker for the for the second unit. Honestly. Um, so to fill in for his like transition out of the starting lineup in my perfect world, um, I agree. They need a good wing that doesn't require manufactured touches. Um, that is, like you said, a net positive defensively. Um, who are some guys you had in mind? So one thing I wanted to add on to this, they allow the fewest appoint, opponents points per game. So they allow 105.1, which the next best team is the Milwaukee Bucks, who allow 107.5. So they allow 2.4 points fewer than the second place team, which I mean, big if jump. I, if I could jump. do it right now, that's like, it's a pretty big margin. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm not like stressed about getting like a defense only guy. Mm-hmm. Cause you can find those around the league. You can find, I mean, if you needed just a defensive guy, just put it, just put Isaac Okoro in the starting lineup, whatever. You already got him. If I wanted to go strictly offense, the the first name that comes to mind is a guy that is on a team that isn't that great. It's Kelly Oubre, where he could come in and I mean, he could score 30 in a game. I don't think you need just strictly offense. So I'm going with my, like, everything is perfect. Like, somehow you steal this guy from this team. You go and get McCall Bridges. Like, Say the Suns just completely fall off and they're like, all right, give us or they they say we need more scoring. So you give them Karis Levert, Isaac Okoro, and then a future first or something. Basically pieces to break up yeah. Bridges game. Um, but if you want to go for cheaper, maybe you can just give up a second or two seconds. You go get Jalen McDaniels. He also plays for the Hornets. Um, you can fit him into that starting three spot. You can even bring him off the bench. That's what he's been doing so far this year with the Hornets. Um, but you can make him that big two-way wing that you're wanting. Another name that comes to mind is from my team, Darius Baisley. He's the hottest name in the OKC trade pieces. Um, he also fits that big two-way guy. Um, last season, he had more blocks than he had fouls. Which hmm. hasn't happened in a while. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So those were the names that came to my mind when I thought, okay, these are some of the guys that would fit perfectly here. I agree. I think I I like I really really like the Jalen McDaniels one. And I I told you before we started recording, I would even include Jaden McDaniels from the Timberwolves. Obviously, gonna be harder to get. Under that, I would almost put him in the McCall Bridges tier where, like, that team is competing. It's going to be hard to get him. Um, but likewise, really good. Um, the three options I had were Malik Beasley, just honestly, 
the missing piece for the Timberwolves right now. I mean, the, his point of attack defense was incredible. Obviously, also they also lost Patrick Beverly, but you know, uh, here nor there. But also a forty-two percent from three shooter from three. Um, he's an expiring fifteen million with a team option next year, so most likely probably not going to pick that up. But if you wanted to, and he looks good, could be a two-year guy. Um, Sadiq Bay, younger option. Um, he has this year and one more on his rookie contract, so obviously it's cheaper. But if they can get those bird rights. You are probably going to have to sign him to a big contract. That's probably going to be around the time you have to re-sign. Um, I guess one year difference from Mobley. But um, another guy that I had in mind was Josh Richardson. Obviously, older guy. He's an expiring 12 mil. Just something to throw around there. And then uh, a name just for fun. This one's for Sean. Um, is Moses Moody. I think you may be able to get him super, super cheap off the Warriors. Um, but slightly bigger guard. Um, I think he could be interesting. He, he's he's going to kind of fit into a role where, like, you know, again, not going to ask a lot of him, but he does his three-point shooting. He is younger, so it's easier to build around. And honestly, to me, it would be like a re-roll of a Coro with probably better upside, in my opinion. But here or there. Um, now, you, Sean, you mentioned to me before we started that you had a team that was kind of a similar spot. Um, go ahead and explain that one to me. All right, so the other team that comes to mind when I'm thinking – they just need that one more piece to really like Similar push the themselves up to another tier. Whether that's you think that's contending, whether you think that's a solid first round playoff team, whatever you think. Um, the Portland Trailblazers. Now, like I was saying with the Cavaliers, their starting five is great, other than the three spot. Like they have Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, skip the three. Because that's Josh Hart. Um, the four is Jeremy Grant and then Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. If you can fit one of these guys that don't cost a lot, but you can just slide into that three spot, they're a bigger uh, wing forward, and you can interchange them with Jeremy Grant. I think it's just, it pushes them to another level. But when I'm going to Portland, I think it needs to be like, more on the defensive side than it does. Like, I don't think you care if you get any points from this guy, which is why they're waiting for uh, Gary Payton GP2 to come back. Actually, the to mitten, play. The mitten, baby. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't think they care if they get any offense from this spot. While it is, like, appreciated why you do need it. Like, I think one of those guys that I mentioned earlier, more so Jaden McDaniel or Jalen McDaniels and Darius Baisley would fit pretty great on this team. I agree. Perfect, perfect point. Uh, final team that we have is the Denver Nuggets. All right. Denver Nuggets, solid, nothing crazy. They're third in the West. They're at 16 and 10, two spots back from the first seed, who, surprisingly, New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they are on a two-game win streak. They're six and four in their last ten, but in that last ten, they have not have Michael Porter Jr. Um, so looking good, not looking too crazy, but solid team. Still looking to hit that next step. Where, I mean, you're doing it. You have injuries to your team. Jamal Murray still coming back. Michael Porter Jr. has been in and out of the lineup. Um, oh, what's his name? Not Bruce Brown. Hmm. Uh, who's their guy that they have now? The little guy. The yeah. um, oh, it is Bruce Brown. Yeah. What am I talking it about? Yeah. Um, 
he's playing like that prime Jeff Green role, which they also have Jeff Green, but he is like one game he could drop like 22 points on like six of eight three point shooting. And then some nights he's dropping a triple double with like 11, 10, and 10. Yeah. Which he has done. Um, but they they have a very solid team that I like. I think that the team that they have could win a championship. I legitimately do. Could they add another piece? Yeah, but I think you have more of a thought on a piece they could get, whereas I have more of a identity that they could go into. Yeah, Jamal Murray is definitely starting to look back somewhat into form. Uh, he scored 20 or more in five of his last seven. Pretty good run. Um, he's at a career high in assists right now. Jokic, you already know, unstoppable facilitator. Um, that was unstoppable, comma, comma, facilitator. He does more than just facilitate. Um, Backdoors MVP, we already know that. Um, currently fifth in player impact estimate. Last year, first. By a long shot, I bet. Yeah, 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 by, by a mile. Um, 2020, 2021, second. So three straight years, top five so far. Kind of incredible. Like really, really incredible. Um, Michael, Porter, Michael Porter Jr. has been in and out of the lineup going on three three weeks now he's been out um but he just returned to practice which i heard uh yesterday um which is promising um but i don't know if we can really trust him going down the stretch um so me and sean have two different ways that we think we could possibly solve that i mean it kind of ties into both of them i would say with that injury history and these players kind of ramping up um i'll do mine and then i'll give it over to sean because sean's is just a takeover uh, as a slight hint. Um, so Bruce Brown, elite free agent pickup. We've seen that so far. Um, I kind of kind of expected it just based on how he looked with the Nets. Just an absolute pest, annoying, set screens. Just does all the dirty work that you just hate when you're watching your team play against this guy. Um, and he can provide some scoring. He truly can. Um, you know, he occasionally get the triple-double just for random reasons. Um, so I'm looking to add some scoring to this team. Um, and I truly don't think they need to handle the ball either. If they can, awesome. But I'm not looking for it. Uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray can perfectly facilitate as much as they want. If MPJ is healthy, he's going to need his own touches. So they kind of just need to be in a role. Um, and I don't know if I really care about their defense. I truly don't in, in, in my scenario. Um, so I went some big and then some sneaky small ads. Um, so I got Buddy Heald. Two years, $40 million. Obviously, that's a fat contract. You got to figure out how to fit that in. Um, Eric Gordon, exact same contract. Two years, $40 million. Uh, I got Luke Kennard on here. A little bit cheaper. He's got two years for $30 million and then a team option after that. So it kind of gives you a little flexibility there. Um, my favorite addition that I would love to see him add, Duncan Robinson. Maybe the Heat are real. He's expensive, though. He is. He's four years. He has four more years and $73 million. And the fourth year is a player option at $20 million. It's like 18 a year, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I think it's like 18 and a half or something like that. Um, Definitely, definitely expensive, but I love the way he could fit with that team. Uh, just his shooting would be lethal. And then as a sneaky little name at the end for Sean, I would love to see Trey Mann on this team. I don't think there's any they way he gets moved. bones. I know, I know. And that's, that's like why. the same exact that's play. Why. I know, I want to see him together. Uh, It would be some, some little... uh. What, what's the what's the, the the ankle breaker do a bone collector be bone collector and 
Bones. Bones and Bone Collector. That would be the two of them together. Uh, but he's only in his second year of a rookie contract. Again, probably not going to be a move, but just would love to see his him be able to put into an off-ball role with Jokic and Jamal Murray's creation. Uh, I think it would be pretty interesting. What they should have done is gotten Kevin Herter for the super discounted price that the Hawks were offering yeah. him for. I didn't even know he was available for that, to be uh, fair. Bruh, the Kings snatched him up, and he has played like – he is probably the best role player in the league this year. I I don't even think I'm exaggerating saying that. Like, you know, you have your stars, you have your all-stars, like like you have your your all NBA, your uh superstars, your all-star players. Like, once you go down, you're like, I think Kevin Herter is the best role player in the league this year. Hmm. Like, if you have somebody else you're thinking, like I mean, Brooke Lopez is playing great. He's probably like, probably on that same role player tier, mm. but like the completely opposite of how they're playing. Um, but yeah, Kevin Herter be perfect on this team. <laughs> um, but how I'm going to go with this is I need to see Jokic just dominate. Like, I understand. Forget Adam, people. Like, I get that you want to get your teammates involved and that while you have been MVP these last two seasons, you don't want to put all like, you don't want to just exert yourself throughout the regular season. Like you're trying to win a championship. I understand that, but you're, you're taking the fewest shots per game since your third season in the league. Since you are relevant. The, blatantly, I mean, blatantly, you're taking like uh, that doesn't make sense to me. He's taking the fewest three point shots since his second year in the league. He is averaging. I mean, his points per game isn't like he averaged 26 and 27 the last two years. And he's at 24 right now, which it's jumped up a lot lately. His rebounds second worst since his second year in the league. His assists per game, career high. Yes, great, awesome. Steals per game, second, or it's tied for the lowest since his second year in the league. Blocks, tied for second lowest since he came into the league. Mm -hmm. uh, he's getting to the free throw line, good amount of time. Not taking many threes, which kind of confusing because he's been like 32 to 38% three-point shooter throughout his career. He's taking two and a half a game right now. I understand that you want to get your teammates involved, but like at some point, they just got to figure it out. Like I need you to be you and them. If they can, if they can handle being with a star of your power, then they can handle it. Yeah. Like look at where Giannis is. Look at where Curry is. Look at where LeBron is. Like, these ultra stars is takeover. Take these over. their teammates have to fit around them or they're gone. Yeah. Like with LeBron. Like, if you didn't fit with LeBron, he's gonna find somebody else. Yeah. Like D Wade and Chris Bosch. Great. They won two championships in four years. That's not enough for me. I'm going back to Cleveland. Kyrie and Kevin Love couldn't do it. I'm trading Kyrie. Couldn't do it again. I'm going to the Lakers. Yeah. Like he couldn't do it with the young guys. And even even I'm, during the playoffs, Jokic definitely just doesn't feel like he takes over. 
and I, I know we're not specifically just talking about playoffs, but it's, at the end of the day, it comes down to that. Mm-hmm. So I, I was curious. So I just went and looked up his like game log for pl- just playoffs. So he had, he's had, had 48 games in the playoffs. Okay. He's only scored 30 or more in 17 of those. Now, 30 is a solid number, but tell me why, Sean, he only has six games with 10 or more assists if he's, he's setting up people. It, it just like it just feels like, like we're missing this, like like you're saying, we're missing this, like, this feast, feast or famine type of, like, game and, like, output from him. Now, of course, you know, the advanced numbers always look good. They're going to look good. He is, is the stereotypical person who is going to put up the two blocks or like the one, one and a half block, one and a half steal, and you just have the stocks build up. So his pie is fat and he, he gets the rebounds, he gets the assists, he gets the points, he takes the field goal attempts. Of course, like at the end of the day, like his game is built to be a fat pie. It really is. But like, tell me why you only have one game of 40 points in the playoffs. In 48 games, you're a back-to-back MVP and you have one game with 40 points in the playoffs. Jamal Murray had more than that in one series, in one series. And like, I get that he's trying to get Jamal Murray back to that because we all know you need your co-stars. Like, you're not going to be able to do it alone. Like, as great as you are, like Dirk Nowitzki. Honestly, don't understand how he did it, but he did. He did it alone. I mean. His second best player on that team was Jason Terry, and Jason Terry was coming off the bench. Like the NBA now is so freaking talented that, like, you have to have players around you, or else you're not going to get it. But I don't think you sacrificing everything you're doing just to get these guys back. I don't know if that's going to do it because if you're doing that now, like. What if they're not playing great in the game? Yeah. Then you're just going to have to, out of nowhere, just be like, okay, I got to go and drop 40. Well, you haven't done that even with them playing great or with them out. Yeah. Like, it's dumb to say I need to see it because he's a back-to-back MVP. He's... I need to see it in the playoffs. I I do need to see it. I need to see it in the playoffs. I truly do. And and the, the award is not a playoff award. I get that. But like, put some respect on on the award. Like, win win a series. Like, go off. Let me see you put up forty points. And see, I think he knows he can do it, which is why he's like not stressing about it. But what I want to see is I want to see you dominate and everybody else dominate, and I want to see you win by thirty five points in a regular season game. I don't. Exactly. I don't care if you drop exactly thirty points. If you can drop 30 and your and your team wins by 30, like that's what I want. That is what I want from the back-to-back reigning MVP. Um and just like the Cavaliers uh segment, I do have another team that I have in here is the Philadelphia 76ers. I have James Harden in that same category. Like I get Joel Embiid is one of the most dominant centers of the past 20 years. But dude, you dropped, you have like the third most 50 point games in history. And that was from like a three and a half year period. 
that's not your whole career. That's from a three and a half year period where you accumulated the third most 50 plus point games to the season already. All right. Two or three, two, do what? He is too. No, I'm talking about James Harden. Oh, oh, oh like Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is. I'm sorry. Like he is doing his own thing, but James Harden, like from I think the end of 2015 to beginning of 2019, he had it was like 17 50 point playoff games, and like I get that you want to become this passer. Like everybody talks about, oh, he's just a scorer. He's just a scorer, bro. It doesn't matter. Like, show me you still got it. Like, I don't see it anymore. Harden has 23 50-point games in the regular season. Yeah, and that was all during one little span with the Rockets. He hasn't done it since. His most recent is... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> On a, Today, three years ago. Today, three years ago. So 2019. Yeah. Like... That's weird. <laughs> That's a little weird. Um... <laughs> Cool. That's a little weird. sick. He, he better drop fifty tonight, shit. Um, but like, I, which which he also dropped fifty two days before that, <laughs> and then dropped fifty the week before that, and then the week before that dropped another fifty. He was on he was on a Kobe esque tear. Like I'm looking at his like his stat line tonight. There's three minutes. The three minutes into the second quarter, James Harden has one point. He just tried to free throw. One rebound, seven assists. Cool. You can set everybody up. Cool. Show me you still have it. Like, I don't think you're him anymore. Like, I do not. I legitimately, like, with Jokic, I still think he's super dominant. Like, he's shown me that he can be that. Mm -hmm. Way more recently than Harden has. But Harden can't, like, he isn't showing me that. Like, yes, you have Joel Embiid. Yes, you have Tobias Harris. You're supposed to be their second leading scorer. They traded a guy that they spent a first overall pick on you, multiple first round picks. Like, I, your team isn't so many games above 500 that you can just be like, okay, I'm just going to like get everybody involved. You got to go out there and do it, especially with Maxi out. With Maxi out, Harden should be averaging 26 points per game. I don't even. I don't even think that's crazy to say. It's not a lot to ask. Like, James Harden has averaged 36 points per game over an 82-game season. And I just, I don't know if he has that in him anymore. Like, I get it. You're getting older. Like, you want to conserve yourself. I get the regular season doesn't matter. But you haven't shown me in the playoffs. You, you've never won a championship. Not a single 50-point game in the playoffs, by the way. 23 and zero and like Curry has won the championships to, for me to be like, okay, you can coast whenever LeBron has done that. KD has done it. Like you can coast whenever you want. I mean, honestly he can coast whatever the who hard. I mean, mm. he can coast, but nobody thinks you have it anymore. Like nobody is going to respect you to the level that they used to. Nobody's afraid of you getting to the free throw line. Nobody's. A, I I no, guarantee I, you. I don't like seeing it when my team's playing against it. I'll yeah. say that. I don't think any player is afraid of James Harden anymore. As a score, like I, legitimately, when I've watched the 76ers, 
people will double off of Embiid when Harden has the ball, and they're like, whatever. Like, we're more afraid of Embiid scoring than we are of any other player on this court, which, totally fair, totally fair. Joel Embiid is stupid dominant. Like, I I get it. I get it. But this guy won an MVP three years ago? Four, four years ago? Like, maybe. Bro, what? Like, I don't understand what is going on. Why you're not trying to be the star that you are. As I say that, I think he just scored like five, 15 straight. He scored eight points since we've been talking about it. Um, So over over the last month, he's averaged 23 points per game. This is all with Maxi out. Yeah. Well, this is just a month. I just took literally started. Well, Maxi's been out about a month. Okay. So that's Um, why I just wanted to throw that in there. uh, He's played 40 minutes a game, 39.8, 23 points per game. Um, honestly, shooting terrible. I mean, you're not really shooting as much as as I would hope. But to be fair, a lot of those attempts don't count because you get free throws. So it's really a higher number than it is. 17 attempts per game. The assists are there, but like, it's it's a good stat line. It is, but he doesn't look like the like end all be all must be stopped threat. And I think that's the point you're trying to get across. Like I said, nobody's afraid of him. And, like, that's what you want. Like, you want people to be so scared to play your duo. Like, I yeah, you're scared of Embiid. If Harden can be anywhere near what he was in Houston, the 76ers legitimately could win the championship. But without him being... A superstar, they're not, they can't win a championship. Yeah. I agree. I, I definitely agree. And and that goes to show even his career low player impact estimate, 16, Sean. 16. From a player who has hit 30s. He has hit 30s. He's at 16 right now. It, it, it's just, it's not that he's not getting involved. It's, it's truly not it. 26% each percentage, he's getting the touches. I mean, that is up there with like some of like, that, that and this is a top of my ass a little bit. That might be top ten. Yeah, maybe a little lower actually. I mean, we got some thirties this year, which is crazy. And Luca's Luca, um, but he's getting the usage. He's getting the touches. We're just really not seeing the performance that we're expecting. We're used to seeing from him. So I agree with that. You got anything else before we go straight into awards? Nope, I'm ready for the awards. All right, start me out. Uh, I'll do my MVP first. All right, hit it. I have the real best player for Philadelphia, Joel Embiid. Um, so he was the pie leader this week as well, uh, 30 minutes per game as my cutoff always. Uh, just an incredible week from the big guy. Uh, he averaged 43 points per game, 10 rebounds, 4 assists roughly, 1 steal, 1 block, including his sex. His, Whoa. His, his sexy second 50-point night of the season against Utah. Um, incredible run for him right now. Um, so my player of the week, I have to give credit where credit's due. I've been extremely hard on this team since they've drafted this guy. And at this point, he is finally showing what they've drafted him for. Zion Williamson. 
is my player of the week. I know that hurt. I, I know this I hurt. Mean, this definitely hurt. One of my most like one of my most famous tweets I've ever had is when I posted that is New Orleans going to make the playoffs and it was their initials NO. Like that's one of my most famous tweets I've ever tweeted out. Um but he's been on a tear. He averaged 33 points per game, eight and a half rebounds, four assists on 70 one percent shooting oh my god seven straight wins they're at the top of the west he's played great and i gotta give credit where credit is due oh see, i might need to pull the bookmark tell my zion about to be a youtube 2k youtuber where that where's that at i know i got that bookmarked hey what i've said in the past i mean i stand by it i i still don't think the pelicans will ever get over the hump like, I don't think Zion. I, I still don't think Zion can be a number one piece on a championship team. Like, I, I will say that with complete. Like, I just saw the picture. He did like big as hell. Okay, <laughs> see, I'm saying, bro. Like, I'm saying. I'm giving credit where credit is due right now. To like, be fair, I tried to highball and I put it at at 23 points per game. I think he's above that right now. For the season. He is playing great. Um, I like I'm giving it to him. I love it. All right, next next one. Um reserve. Again, I'm gonna defer to you until I see someone I care about winning this award. All right. I have two players from this past week. Uh Russell Westbrook still 14, 7, and 7. He's playing great off the bench. That's like my Christian Wood call. I mean, until you until you start. You deserve a start. Um, and then Bogdan Bogdanovich, four games over the past week, had one game with like a nine, like nine, one and one. So with that game, he averaged 21 points, three and a half rebounds, two and a half assists. Without that game, 25 points, four rebounds, three assists. Solid. So very good. Um, Hawks have had some crazy games this week. <laughs> Rookie of the week, I'm giving it to Paolo. 21 and a half points, almost nine rebounds, four and a half assists with a steal and a block per game. Kind of hard not to give him. He was the pie leader as well for a 25-minute cutoff. Um, I gave it to Keegan Murray just as a mix-up from Paolo. I think Paolo deserved it, but um, solid week. Team went one and two, but he looked about as good as you can with a one and two start. Um, and definitely looks like a truly long-term start in the NBA every night. Um, whew. That, that that took a lot for me. I mean, it, it was, I watched all three of these Kings games, and they look – good they truly do they're they're just not like the skill level is not there you you can tell they're running an incredibly good scheme extremely similar to, to the warriors like, War- they took well i watched that video that you sent mm-hmm. me and it's like warriors combined with the nuggets combined with mm-hmm. the seven seconds or less sons like yeah they, they're putting all these incredible offenses in the past 40 years all together to make they are an incredible offense. Yeah. Their defense just sucks. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, there's there's no way around it. Like, Sabonis is looking incredible. I would not be surprised if Sabonis and Aaron Fox made the all-star game this year. I would not be surprised. How many games do you, would that have to take? How many games do you think to win to get that? I mean, one? I think that there's so much hype around them because the Kings haven't made the playoffs in 16 years. I think we need to do All-Star next week. I think we do some more All-Star. Sounds prediction. good to me. I think we um, tune in for like that. Like the Kings have not 
made the playoffs in 16 years. Them playing great, adding that beam. The beam is so fun. Like the their player of the game goes and presses the button for the beam to turn on, and then there's just a freaking beam in the sky. Sick. Um, they're playing great, but for stat line of the week, Embiid made that late push to try to be my player of the week. Had 53, 12, 3, and 1. Crazy scoring game. I So I was going to bet on his over on points because the Hornets have one of the worst big man defenses in the league. But I was like, if, if Embiid's freaking going off like that, he's not going to play the whole game. It was over 30 and a half. And I was like, okay, like that's a lot. And if they're just dominating them, which they should have. Nope, he he played like most of the game, fifty three <laughs> points, whatever. I didn't bet on it, so you know, whatever. But that was my stat line of the week. Uh, I went Shea. Yes. Um, I w- I couldn't give my give him my MVP. Um, but it was more just on like his performance. I don't really care about the stat line. The stat line was forty two points, two rebounds, three assists, three steals, uh, thirteen for thirteen from free throw. Um, more of, he just looked really really good. He looked really really good. Um. 22.7 pie for a single game, extremely good. 33.3% usage, slightly above his average, so still efficient. So the fact that he can put up 42 on his usual usage um, shows even more of how good he looked. Um, Luka looked good, so it shows even more that I'm taking Shea and his 42 point performance in their loss, which actually ties perfectly into my game, which was Mavericks beat Thunder. Um yeah, Luca, Luca fought right back into him. I mean, his own 38-point performance to keep pace with Shea. Um, this game was, I mean, looked like the Mavericks were actually playing with pace. I say that with, like, a big, big asterisk because, like, in the book, it shows that Luca had, like, one of his very few over 100-point uh, pace out of the whole season. It, it looked like they were playing fast. I can't really tell if that was just... The Thunder running, and they just kind of had to keep up pace. Um, it was. Okay. There was uh, a lot of, like, steal, 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 yeah. steal, one team scores. Yeah. And, that, and when, then timeout, because it's like. <laughs> right, right. When, when I when I went back through and I was like, watching the game, it definitely looked high pace. But I guess, like, some of those are a little iffy again, like you're saying, just back and forth steals. Um, but it was a great game. It really was. And it was refreshing to see uh, – not just Shea get all the usage, but also put the points behind it and go lights out from the free throw line. I mean, the lights out from the free throw line is always a nice little touch at the end. I will say there was one very stupid call in that game. It's where Christian Wood, like, he, he dunked. And then he just, like, runs behind, like, out of bounds, runs into Giddy, and they call an offensive foul on Giddy. And it's like, why is he even down here? Like, he's just running around and out of bounds and then runs into Giddy. He could have gone anywhere on the other half of the court. <laughs> and then they call an offensive foul on Giddy, and it's like, what are you talking? Like, <laughs> where in your mind is that Giddy's fault? <laughs> he's got to know where he's at. Anyways, my game of the week has to go to the Hawks and Bulls. Trey Young makes a two to put the Hawks up by one point with, like, one second left. Call a timeout. Bulls go down. Uh, I can't remember who fouled um, DeMar DeRozan, but DeMar DeRozan gets fouled, goes to the free throw line. I think he makes two of the three, and 
puts the Bulls up one, and then 0.5 seconds left. The Hawks go down, toss it up to A.J. Griffin. He makes like a falling away toss-up layup. That box out? Okay, I I didn't get to see that game, but I saw saw a shot. That box out is smart. I want that for Giannis every 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 game winning situation. I don't even, I don't care. I don't care if it's Embiid on him. I I want I want that 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 box out. If you're gonna let the the offensive player lean away like that, using their back against them, catching it, and they jump midair because that you draw a foul pretty easy on that. If you're any any longer than AJ Griffin, oh yeah, um, a crazy play. I did you see what they were talking about afterwards where they were like, uh. They're like, sorry to the the fan, comma fans. They got to touch the game winning ball. LOL. I'll take my fine or something like that. Love that from Trey. Um, yes. Team, I got Grizzlies. <clears throat> so Jaron Jackson is tenth. Tenth. So I'm pulling this straight from NBA University. If you don't follow them, insane follow. Um, Jaron Jackson, tenth most blocks in the league in only eleven games. Eleven. He's. I, I swear, every time I look on there, he has five in the game. Yeah. Uh, he, he has 40 in 11 games <laughs> yeah averaging a little under four a game he, he he blocks 48 percent of the shots he contests he and he's not just chasing blocks okay teams are shooting 57 percent against memphis when he's off the court and when he's on the court they're shooting 46 percent 11 percent difference 10.8 like the largest difference in the league second most team in the west or, and, oh, sorry, and they're on the second best team in the West. Okay, eight and two in the last ten. They got to be my team. Shout out Jaron Jackson, carrying my tanking fantasy team. So I thought about going with the Grizzlies, but the competition they played this past week not as good as what the Pelicans played. Pelicans played Phoenix, Phoenix, Detroit. Big Pelicans guy. Denver. I'm big Pelicans guy right now. Huh? Yeah, like I said, give credit where credit is due. They're top of the West right now. Kind of shock, honestly, very shocking. <laughs> I must say, don't um, say kinda. But beat Phoenix twice and Denver three teams that or three games that probably shouldn't win, especially with Brandon Ingram out. But they did. That's the scary part. Yeah, with Bi out, uh, I don't know. All right, let's do Dud, Sean. Um, I have a, I have kind of a shocker for you. I have Jaden Ivy. Okay, this week. Yeah, been pooping to bed. Yeah, this week he had four games, 25 minutes per game, a little over that. Um, a 97 offensive rating. Okay, that's disgusting. Like, that is that is extremely low. Um, and a player impact estimate, Sean. Let me get a, uh, let me get a little drum roll, please, for this. 2.5. 2.5. That's bad. He is the lowest rookie inside my threshold of 25 minutes per game. The lowest. That's bad. Yeah. Um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Maybe it was Ivy we should have talked about last week and not Jabari Smith because Jabari Smith's balling now. Never know. Uh, give, give me your dad, Sean. Bradley Beal. Oof. So Oof. he hasn't played in a week. Which is why this is yeah, going to why is he done it? The Wizards have lost their last seven games. They've lost all four that he hasn't played in, and the one that he got injured in, and then two before that. So it's the Wizards. It's not the Wizards because Kristaps and Kuzma have been balling. Like 
balling italics underscore capital B. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like they have been playing amazing. Like so if why, Beal was why playing, they and seven? the rest of their team sucks. And I mean, you're missing a 23 point per game score. So you're saying he's a dud because he's not playing. He's a dud because he needs to get his stupid self back on the court. I don't care about your dang hamstring. Come on, Michael. Show Thomas. me something. Boy, I heard looking like Michael Thomas. Maybe you know what he needs to do, and I he needs to do like a little PD reset. You know, take the PD fine, get a little juiced, work out in off season. Maybe don't get hurt for once. Drop another little thirty point per game season. Something yeah. slight. Um. All right. Surprise. Um. Can you guess? the number one team this week for assist to turnover ratio the magic nope it's not gonna be the pelicans number four is pelicans um who did good this week i know the it's pretty similar to the season i will say like season as a whole like not the celtics because they played bad this week they're number two really Mm -hmm. wowzers Mm -hmm. um Cavalier, no, they didn't have Donovan Mitchell. Mm-mm. Bucks. Mm-mm. Oh, kind of duh. Um, nuggets? Nuggets are three. Number one, number one, number one. Kings. Close. Trailblazers. Uh-uh. Suns. Bro, I didn't want to guess the Suns because they're on a four-game losing streak. They're That's the surprise. Bad. That's the surprise. They're number one assist turnover ratio. Boom. Give me your surprise. Franz Wagner. <laughs> 25 points per game. Snaps. Not nothing crazy. Snaps. Nothing crazy. He did have a 34 point per game. 34 ge- point game. But Magic are on a three game win streak. Actually, Fultz is back. Basically, and Cole Anthony actually came back last week as well. Um That's a sneaky return. I didn't even know about that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um so Orlando, three game win streak. San Antonio, three-game win streak. Rockets just beat the Bucks. Beat the Bucks. Beat the Sixers. Beat the Suns. So when are y'all going to win some games? Oh, we already have. We got the most wins out of all of them. So y'all are setting it up. So they going to go on a win streak, and y'all going to go on a we, Actually, streak. we were just on a three-game win streak. We had beat, um, we beat the Hawks, y'all the Timberwolves. I, I know before that we beat the, so we beat the Spurs, then the Timberwolves, then the Hawks. Then we lost to the Grizzlies, Cavs, and Mavericks. We have three game one streak. So three game one streak. Who's your prediction for the number one pick? For the number one pick? Yep. Well, the Pistons have to be your pick. Cade's out for the so. year. I hope so. Ivy's oh my not playing good. Ivy, Cade, Wimby. I know. And think about it. Like, if they're still doing bad, like they have the worst record in the league right now. No Cade. They don't have their best player. They could be trading Sadiq Bay. Teams are monitoring that. They could trade Isaiah Stewart. They could trade Bojan, which they just acquired him. But I mean, you could trade those three team three those three players, and your starting lineup is gonna consist of like Scrubs. Ivy, Jalen Durant. Scrubs. I can't tell you who else would start for that team. Like I, I legitimately Killian Hayes, Killian Hayes, Killian Hayes, and um, 
Oh, Alec Burks are the only other players I can guarantee are on that team. I think, Isaiah Livers. I, oh, yeah. I think once you name Livers and Alec Burks, it's about time to wrap it up, Sean. I, I the, think that's Okay, the, Bagley. Bagley. There's there's your other name. Name me one other okay, player. Can you I, name me anybody else? No. no. I forgot Hami was on that team, bro. Yeah, barely. Like Barely. Nerlens Noel isn't even playing for them. Kevin Knox has played 22 games. At that point, it's time to wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. You know, we love you and we're out. Later.